Hello and welcome. In today's podcast, I am interviewing Karam Gill about his new docuseries from Showtime, which is called Supervillain. And it features the rapper musician Takashi69 and is about the culture of building celebrity in today's media and society. So I hope you enjoy this podcast and let me know what you think. All right. Okay, so I just finished watching the docuseries and it's fantastic. Thank um, you. Thank you. I, yeah, I, I found it really fascinating because for me, the first time that I learned about Takashi 69 was through the case. I really hadn't heard a lot of him before. I maybe saw a few things here and there, but not a lot. So, um, you know, it was really fascinating seeing behind the scenes of that. And I wanted to know what made you approach this subject and, and do this documentary? Um, yeah, so it's actually kind of a interesting story. Um, you know, the, the entire project is based off the Rolling Stone article, The Rise and Fall of Hip Hop's uh, First Supervillain. And um, that's written by Stephen Witt for Rolling Stone. And, you know, Rolling Stone, Imagine, and Lightbox actually all, um, they all teamed up to, to make that article and, and, and kind of take that article and make it into a, a docuseries. And I was approached after they connected with Showtime um, to direct it. I actually initially turned the project down. I, I wasn't, um, it wasn't something that I actually wanted to do for a wide range of reasons, um, pretty much because you know, 6ix9ine, Takashi 6ix9ine is someone who's a very toxic human being in our culture. It's someone who's done a bunch of terrible things, who's said a bunch of terrible things. And it wasn't something that I necessarily wanted to affiliate with nor explore in a music documentary. But mm -hmm. I think um, what really kind of happened was over the time between, you know, me signing, you know, not wanting to do it and me signing on to do it, I kind of, I was looking at what was happening in the world. You know, the antics of Donald Trump was kind of, you know, going about and doing online and the way that he was creating his own persona and manufactured reality and seeing how a lot of celebrities were operating in this capacity, I found it really fascinating that we're actually living in this time of manufactured celebrity. We're living in the era of manufactured celebrity where people are able to just kind of use these platforms to create these insane personas, whether it's a politician, a president, a pop culture person, whatever. And I kind of realized that this actually is not a music documentary. It's an opportunity to really explore this time in human history because we've never seen anything like this with the emergence of, of digital platforms. So um, I kind of, I, I, I came back to everyone and said, this is what I would want to do. I don't really want it to be a music documentary. I want it to be a cultural project that is not even about 6ix9ine. It uses 6ix9ine's story to expand upon so many larger ideas. And, um, you know, the teams at Imagine Lightbox, um, Rolling Stone and and especially Vinny and Zoe at Showtime, everyone was very, very receptive to that. And um, they thought it was it was awesome. And they kind of gave me the keys to the car. And and from there, um, you know, the, the project morphed into what it is now. But but yeah, the, the the project was not initially something that I was I was really excited to do until I realized that this is actually an opportunity and a, to to tell something and explore something much larger. Okay. Okay. Nice. And um, I think you definitely see that in in the docu series. And what was curious to me 
Um, also, um, first of all, I really like that wraparound, the idea of building this image in a lab and the way that it connected to showing how he experimented with all of these different um, looks and styles before settling on, on what he decided to do. And I wanted to know, like, how do you think um, musicians mm -hmm. like Takashi 69 um, and like kind of influence that culture? Like, is it a feedback? Is it sort of like, okay, he did this to become famous because this is how the world is, but the world is that way because of people willing to do those things just to make money and, and be famous? No, I think, I think it really comes down to, um, I think what this whole thing comes down to is the reality is human beings are always going to be fascinated with the controversial, right? With the things that are jarring. That can be a car chase happening at night, or it can be a, you know, uh, some crazy murder on the nightly news or someone smacking someone in the face that someone posted on Instagram and everyone's laughing about. Like people are fascinated by the controversy and that's just normal. And it's always been normal. It's been normal since the beginning of time. Like we used to watch gladiators fighting each other to the death. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is core human fascination. I think the, the, the thing that's happening right now is I don't think it's neither here nor there with what, in terms of where the blame should be on, on is it the musicians or is it the culture? I think what it is, is it's the reality of the world we live in. So when you take this human fascination that exists with the controversial and the bad, and you then for the first time ever completely democratize access to fame, right? And you say, hey, everyone can have their own platform and there's gonna be no gatekeepers and everyone can just say whatever they need to say and do whatever they need to do. And when that happens, you know, you, you create this cocktail that exists where those people are then gonna go on to do all, the, all these crazy things to exploit that. You know, mm -hmm. and that's kind of how supervillains, you know, rise. I think that's what Donald Trump did. He knew that people wanted to, you know, people wanted to see some crazy politician talking all this shit. And he did that and he rose and it's the same thing with Takashi. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, um, listening to, to his music, I do think that some of it is good. But one of the interesting things that was pointed out was the idea that if not for his videos, uh, a lot of it wouldn't have gotten out there. Do you think that um, sort of in this society, I guess with, with super villains and with people being fascinated with things like that, do you think that a lot of um, otherwise possibly good work would get um, buried if we didn't have these uh, platforms? And, and do you think that that's sort of like, um, I guess a double-edged sword is that it does give people you know, the platform to do these things, but at the same time, the platform can also be used by people like Trump. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that's, that's touched on um, in the series where, you know, these platforms are, um, Adam Lucas, one of our interview subjects, who is a prime example, someone who grew up with Danny and went on to become an amazing street artist, right? I think there's, and use social media to do that, but I think that it's a, it is a double-edged sword. I think social media has enabled incredible change and, and progression in society, right? I think it's a beautiful tool that can unite people, connect people and bring things together. But the flip side of that is, you know, it's, it's a free flowing world where there's no gatekeepers and you can say and do whatever you want um, and, and kind of create whatever buzz you want and play into the algorithm. And I think, you know, that's, that is kind of 
where the manufactured celebrity comes in. If you want to manufacture a crazy persona on there and get attention, you can do that, you know? Right, right. Now, um, I, I was uh, reading this morning um, another interview with you and uh, Takashi69, he's, he's made a statement about the docuseries. Now, um, I mean, he says that a lot of it's not true and that, you know, because you didn't interview him and things like that. Um, can you tell me like why you didn't, one, why you didn't interview him and uh, two, the the statement, do you think it's just sort of like to, to drum up for himself maybe a little more controversy because he was just in the news with uh, Meek Mill as well? Yeah, I think my answer to that is, is you know, starting with the, the statement itself, I think the approach with this film was never a project that was put out there to discern whether or not Takashi is a good person. The right. project was, it's called Supervillain. I think there's a very clear stance <laughs> from the beginning. It was right. never a project like, oh, I wonder if this guy's a good or a bad person. You can Google, do your own Googling and find out exactly who this guy is. And I right. think anyone with a moral compass will realize that this is not a good human being. And I think, you know, the same way that Todd Phillips with the Joker film that came out last year, I believe, or the year before, um, that, no, he didn't, you know, no one is, he didn't make the Joker to have people decide, hey, is the Joker a good guy or a bad guy? He's a bad guy. The purpose of that film was to explore a deeply troubled human being, see how that human being is a reflection of society and how that person was created and what that says about us, right? And I think that was the exact same approach with this is the same way that Todd Phillips approached the Joker was the same way I tried to approach the supervillain project with Takashi, which, which was, let's, I, the, the the point of him being a good or bad person he's already a bad person by anybody who has moral standards and, right, right you know the point is not to say oh he, you know excuse that or sympathize with him while there is elements of that in the project that's not the purpose of it. the purpose of it is let's make let's move on from the fact whether he's a good or bad person this project is an opportunity to really take a look at who we are as a society and i think that is kind of you know me not meeting him is is i think personally irrelevant i think you know mm -hmm. I've, I've never met Donald Trump and I think Donald Trump is a horrible person. Right. You know, I've never, I've never met Ted Bundy. I've never met, you know, the Joker, whoever it is, but you, you know, you, you don't necessarily need to meet someone to know that they're a horrible person. Right. I think you can make that assessment based on your own moral judgments. And that's my opinion. And I think, um, you know, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I just think, I think the, the decision to not interview him in the project was one that came from, maintaining journalistic integrity. I think if you interview, you know, if you're the best question I would ask, and I've asked everybody on my team, I said, if we were doing the Donald Trump documentary, would we go out and interview Donald Trump? And I think that's when everybody kind of realized like, you're, yeah, you, you, if you, you know, if we were to interview Sakashi, there would have been a lot more control over what could and couldn't be in the project. And there would have been, you would have, we would have lost the integrity and the truth. And I think it's, it's so important with how traumatized some of his subjects and people close to him have become because of him, that mm -hmm. it's important to maintain the truth and the journalistic integrity in the project. And that's way more important than, the, than the, the potential flashiness or viewership that we would have gotten by, by interviewing him. Nice, nice. Okay, um, now, uh, can you talk to me a little bit about the case and what happened? Because it kind of seems to me in, in media so far, it's, he's getting treated almost as if it hadn't happened or is this maybe a kind of skewed view of that? Because it seems like it was a very major case. And, the Rico uh, case? Yes. 
and and everyone that went to jail for it and now he's just sort of like still on social media still going out still doing all these things but you don't really hear as much about the case anymore and where that might lead for him yeah it's unfortunate that so many people you know there's a there's a part in the film where one of our subjects breaks down that this man one of the, the people who was put in jail is not going to see his kids until his kids are 30 and mm -hmm. like that is a crazy fucked up thing so yeah it's it's really then this is, comes back to the conversation of is this a good or bad person is this a project that should have we should have interviewed him it's like no it's like this is this is there are people whose lives have been uprooted and changed from this and i think um you know i think i think i think the case itself is is just the product of the news cycle I, but i do think this i will say that he um he is he he is irrelevant right now He's not, and I mean that in an interesting way because he'll post something on Instagram and it'll do 20 million views. But that's simply people taking a peek at what it is. There's no further engagement to the same level of, a, of the massive celebrity that a lot of people have. For example, no one's out there buying Takashi 69 merchandise like crazy or supporting his album, or, you know what I mean? Like his album did terribly, did not sell well. It was a huge flop. Mm -hmm. And like people are not really fans. People are you know, guilty lookers that just want to look and see what it is and not pretend they didn't see it. But nobody right. wants to, nobody's really engaging with him the same way they were before all of this because he's now irrelevant the same way people aren't engaging with Donald Trump the same way. But if Donald Trump would have posted something or could post something on Instagram or whatever, everybody would look, you would look, I would look, everybody would look, but would we get riled up and react the same way we would a year ago? No, because he's irrelevant, you know? Right. Right. Okay. Um, and so back to the supervillain aspect, do you think that there will be um, like maybe more people trying to emulate that kind of that kind of style and look that was um, part in, in, of the docuseries that he that it's younger people that really find him appealing like kids and things like that. And do you think that sometime in the future people are going to be more susceptible to that? Or is this just sort of a, a phase in music that's sort of dying out? I think that um, I'm not sure about the music side of it, but I do know that people, you know, the next supervillain's around the corner and that the next supervillain is right around the corner and they're gonna, you know, continue to pop up and you know, these people, you know, we've, we've created a culture now with, with, with platforms that are, that are allow people to have a voice and, and say and do whatever they want, that people are going to continue, provocateurs are going to continue to arise. The purpose of this project, you know, one of the purposes of this project is to, to hopefully allow people to realize and spot that out, because the next Donald Trump is going to happen one day, the next six times, six nine is going to happen one day. But hopefully projects like this can allow people to really take a step back and think about these individuals who use these platforms for shock factor and what and, and being able to spot that a mile away instead of now looking at it retrospectively like we are with the Takashi 69 project. Right, right. Okay, okay. Um, well, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Because um, I think we're, we're getting low on our time. <laughs> no, no, I think that's good. I think just just thinking about, you know, the, the way the film was approached, it's, it's really this isn't a conversation about whether he's a good or bad person. This is a larger conversation about what this says about our society and what this means. And I think it's the same conversation that Todd Phillips was trying to spark with the Joker, right. you know, and that was, a, that was a huge inspiration for me in the, in the formulation of this. 
Okay. Okay. Yes. And I, I think you can definitely see this. This was, uh, to me, it was, it was very interesting to watch. And like I said, I love that, that wraparound with the creating of, of the supervillain because that I think is, is spot on about a lot of what we see with that kind of persona and building personas for celebrity. But um, so thank you. Thank you so much for this interview. Thank you. Thank you for the time. Yeah.